Welcome to Trina Talk. This is the podcast where guests share their stories of pursuing their passions, living a fulfilled life, and empowering others. Each week, I talk with inspiring leaders, business owners, and people with amazing stories from around the world in unscripted conversations as they share their successes and failures. This podcast is all about empowering you to keep striving in your personal and professional life. I am your host, Trina L. Martin. Hey, welcome to another episode. If you're listening, go ahead and go out and subscribe so that you won't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the show, give us a five-star review That way we can move up in the rankings and other people can find the show and be impacted and inspired just like you. Are you a woman of color in tech who feels stuck because you don't see people who look like you? You lack support from someone who truly understands your journey and you want to overcome obstacles that you're facing in the tech industry? If you want to elevate your pay, become a leader at your company, be noticed by colleagues and executives to advance in your career, then Tech Trifecta is for you. It's my private coaching program and is now open. I'm only accepting a limited number of people to the program, so apply today at tlmintl.link forward slash Tech Trifecta. Hey, welcome to episode 188. The topic of this week's episode is Action Brings Clarity. My guest this week is Ryan Horn. Ryan Horn is the founder of the Extraordinary Man Movement, creator of the Brotherhood of Extraordinary Men Mastermind, and host of the top-rated Extraordinary Man podcast. A peak performance coach, Ryan has used his proprietary five-step Become Extraordinary framework to help thousands of men around the world transform their businesses and life. He helps married businessmen create more purpose and profit in their business without sacrificing their faith, family, or fitness in the process. Hi, Ryan. Welcome to Trina Talk. Hey, Trina. Thank you so much for having me on today. I am happy to have you here. Actually, I was reading a little bit about you and you're a coach, but you're kind of different from some of the people I interview because I think you specialized in helping men. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. So, you know, I started out coaching and I just wanted to help everybody and coach everybody. And, uh, you know, the more you take action, the more clarity you get. And so as I took more action, I got more clarity and, and really just felt like God was pushing me towards coaching only men and then men that own businesses. And uh, so my wife, Brittany, actually is also a coach and she does basically exactly what I do, but she coaches women. So. We got both, both sides covered. Yeah. I love that. You know, and like you said, uh, action, you know, makes you have clarity because kind of like you, I started out the same way with my business. And then finally after, you know, saying, Oh, I'm gonna do this. And they're like, Nope, that is not it. And that's not it. And then finally you get down to, like you said, what God has really intended for you to do. And you're like, this is it. This is what I need to be doing. So go into a little detail. Well, before you do that, what I always like to ask my guests is, to tell the listeners who you are and what made you the Ryan that you are today? It's a great question. So I'll give you a little bit of background on me and kind of, I'll tell you a little bit of my entrepreneurial journey, because I believe that's a big part of 
um, who I am and what has made me who I am today. So for me, so I'm originally born and raised in Minnesota, Northern Minnesota, a tiny little town, like literally 300 people. My graduating class was 29 people in high school. And um, growing up, I always had the dream of becoming a successful entrepreneur and having the time and money freedom that comes with that. And nobody in my family was an entrepreneur or business owner or anything. So I, I kind of stood out. And um, you know, I ended up going to college just because I thought, you know, that's what everybody does, right? That's what you're supposed to do. And so I went to college and I wanted to be a strength and conditioning coach at a, a college. So I majored in exercise science and that was my goal. And my senior year, I kind of had some realizations and um, I read this book called The Education of Millionaires that kind of got me re-excited about entrepreneurship. And, you know, I, I learned that a strength and conditioning coach at a, a college, that's actually a pretty tough job to get. I mean, there's only, only so many colleges and uh, you don't need a master's degree, but you kind of need a master's degree. So all those factors led to me deciding that, hey, why don't I just go start my own business training athletes? And so that's what I did. I graduated college. I moved down to Minneapolis, which was like a little bit of a shock for me coming from such a small town. And I started my business, but I quickly realized, although I was a great trainer, I knew what to do and how to get people results. Um, they didn't teach me how to market or how to sell. And I learned really quickly that if you can't market, you can't sell, it's going to be tough to make money. So three very long, painful months later, I'd made a total of only $200, not even $200 a month, $200 total. And so I'm, I'm drowning in student loan debt. You know, I'm sleeping on a plot couch in my aunt's uh, condo, which by the way, was a 60 plus community. So I was not allowed to live there technically. So I'm literally like sneaking in and out every day. And so this was my life. Right. And, um, so I needed money. So I went to an employment agency and they placed me at this metal factory. Still remember the name flame metal. And I was working at overnight shift, uh, 9 PM to 9 AM and for $9 an hour. Mm. And yeah, that was, that was really tough. So I was sitting there in the break room one night, it's like two o'clock in the morning. And I look up at the clock and I realized that, okay, I came in at 9 PM. It's now two o'clock AM. So it's technically the next day. And it just felt like somebody punched me in the gut. Cause I realized it was my birthday. It's my 23rd birthday. And I was like, man, how the heck did I get here? Right? Like I thought I did everything right. You know, I got good grades in high school. I got good grades in college. I did what people said you're supposed to do, right? And here I'm sitting in this metal factory, uh, working the night shift, making $9 an hour. And so, um, you know, I, I felt honestly embarrassed and ashamed of myself and, and like, how did I get here? But um, I don't know if you've ever felt like you're made for more or like you're living below your potential or like you're letting everyone around you down. Yep. But in that moment, that's exactly how I felt. And so it, it hurt, obviously. But after feeling sorry for myself for a couple of minutes, you know, I had a moment of clarity and I made a really powerful decision. So I basically uh, made a promise to myself. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go restart my business and I'm going to make it successful or, or die trying. So I finished out my shift. I quit. And then that's exactly what I did. I went and restarted my business. And I'd love to tell you that it was just like, oh man, boom, all of a sudden I was making 10 grand a month and life was great. Um, no, it was, it was a struggle, but I knew, and I was committed 
um, to digging in and learning the business skills that I knew I was missing. And so I dove head first into personal development and I got this 30 hour um, audio program from Tony Robbins. I started listening to that thing on repeat and I started getting up at four o'clock in the morning. I started changing my habits and little by little, I started making a little bit of progress and uh, I started making a few sales. I started actually learning how to market and how to sell. Um, but I, it was, it was still tough. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You know, it was, I was grinding it out. And after like seven or eight months, I think I was able to move out of my aunt's place finally, but it was still a struggle. And really the thing that really shifted things for me was maybe a year after that is I hired my first coach Mm -hmm. and I thought I was hiring the coach to help grow my business which definitely happened. My business doubled the year after I hired a coach, but he like totally flipped my whole life upside down in a great way. And so that's what got me interested in coaching to start with. And I was like, man, the coaching is really cool. Um, But it, it, it was a process, you know, my fitness business started doing really well. And I kind of was doing some coaching on the side just for fun and to see if I actually wanted to do it. And so over a period of time and me taking action, um, I felt like God, was pushing me more and more to coaching. So eventually totally transitioned out of the fitness business and into what I do now, which, um, as we already touched on you know, I help men grow their business and become, uh, the man God created them to be in all areas of their life. Wow. Such an amazing story. And you know, what I love most is I love the most that you were transparent that you say, yeah, it was rough. You know, it, it, you had to go through a process because that's kind of my requirement here on Trina Talk is, you know, you got to be real and you got to share the ups and downs because in a day and age like today of social media and everybody's living their best Instagram life, you know, people look at social media and they're like, oh my God, you know, that person is famous on YouTube or they're this, they're that. And it's so easy. Well, you know, those people who fall into success are very few and far in between, right? So most people like you and I and, and other people, it's, it's really a grind. It, it's hard, you know, you, you're working at it, you're spending money, you know, because I know for myself, it's it's a grind and I'm still grinding, you know, like you said, I have a coach, I, I'm spending money, I'm trying to, you know, I'm like, okay, spend too money, much money doing this, let me do this. And so it's always something to get you to where you need to be. So I, I like when people actually tell the truth of, you know, yes, it it was a struggle. It was a grind. There was a process. I had to sacrifice sometimes to get where you want to be. Sometimes it requires you, you know, falling backwards a few times to get there. So you moved out of the fitness business and you transitioned into basically being a business coach for men. How how did that come about? How did you just say, okay, I'm I'm switching gears from fitness? to business. Cause that's like a total, you know, opposite thing. Yeah, that's a great question. So, I mean, like I said, it was, it was not just this, you know, snap decision overnight decision. I mean, I hired my first coach, I think back in 2014, I believe. And so it was a process. I mean, I did not start my coaching business. I think I filed my official LLC in 2018 and I did not fully 100% transition out of my fitness business and fully into coaching until early 2020. So, I mean, it was, it was a long process and a journey. And I think going back to one of the things I said in the beginning that action brings clarity, um, 
that, that's really what it was for me. You know, it, it was a long process and a journey and me just taking action and being like, oh no, I, I don't want to do this. Let me try this or let me try this. Cause I also didn't start out just, uh, um, coaching men in business. Like we already talked about as well. You know, at first I was just coaching everybody about anything. And so mm-hmm. just, you know, one of my, uh, my friends, Riley Meek, he says this all the time. It's one of my favorite quotes is that action brings clarity. So mm-hmm. that is just my, my best advice. I think that I could give to people if you're kind of like, Oh, I don't know what I should do. Should I do this? Should I do that? Or you're kind of in between just keep taking action and you're going to get more clarity. Mm. I love that. Love that so much. Cause it's so true. So in your coaching, and like you said, you help, you know, men with their business and, you know, to create the purpose and the profits that they want, you know, without sacrificing their faith, their family or their fitness. Exactly. How do you do that? And what exactly does that mean? That's a really great question. So for me, I've been an entrepreneur full time for nine years. And after investing lots of time and lots of money into my own growth, um, you know, I started to see patterns, you know, there's patterns that lead to success. There's patterns that lead to failure. And so about a year ago, I sat down and created a framework, which is what I use to coach all of my clients through. And I call it my five-step become extraordinary framework. And it just, um, I'll, I'll just real briefly go through what the five steps are. And then, you know, we can definitely dig in a little bit deeper. Um, but the steps are clarity, commitment, coaching, courageous action, and course correction. And so I do a lot of one-on-one coaching and then I also have a a virtual mastermind um, that I run with the guys once a week, we jump on zoom. Um, But yeah, so I I coach them using that framework and primarily one-on-one and then also have the virtual mastermind. Mm, I I love it. So um, what is your demographic of men? Do they have to be in a certain type of business? Um, who, who, who are your clientele? Great question. So they don't have to be in a a certain type of business. You know, I coach guys that are real estate investors, a guy that owns a tax business. Um, I coach quite a few other guys that are coaches or that want to be coaches. Um, but there's not necessarily in terms of their business, any, any certain type of business. I would say most of the guys that I do coach are in their thirties or forties, uh, they're married, they have kids and they're trying, they're struggling with how to balance it all. Like maybe they're crushing it in their business, but their family is suffering, right? There, there's a guy that I coach who that was kind of the case. He'd been grinding in his business for 10 years and he didn't realize that he was not spending very much time with his family and his kids. So, I mean, we set, I, I remember the first coaching call I had with him, we set a goal that within six months, he was going to take like a two week vacation with his family. And he ended up going on like this month long road trip. And it was amazing for him and his entire family. So, um, yeah. So, I, I mean, I think those are, those are some of the cool things. Wow. And, you know, and this is great. Cause like I said earlier, um, I haven't found anyone who says I coach only men, you always find the female coaches that say, you know, I only coach women who do X, Y, Z. So I, I thought it was very cool that you did this um, because one or two things like most men, I don't think, and you can correct me if, if I'm wrong. Most men are not 
personally seeking out coaches because I think it's the male, um, just how men are made up, right? As far as, you know, I'm fine. I can do it myself. I'm a, you know, most men are fixers by nature, just innately. So I don't think there's so much as going to a coach to say, okay, fix me. I'm broken. But, you know, we all need coaches. It's it's nothing wrong with that. Um, So it's very, um, it's very profound that you actually decided to do exactly what you're doing. And how do they find you? How do the men come about finding you? And what state are they in when they come to you? I know you referenced the one client you had that, you know, he was successful in business, but his, you know, family life was suffering. So how long do you think it takes for a man to realize that, okay, I need a coach and, you know, and to come to you and, or do they recognize, I mean, how does it happen? Because we all think they're, our lives are okay. Right. So how does this happen? That's a good question. And yes, I will say, uh, from owning a personal training business for six years and being in coaching and coaching hundreds of people as well, that women are much, much more likely to seek out coaching and seek out help. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just men, we want to do it ourselves. We also don't like sharing our pain. We don't like sharing that, oh, we're not measuring up in this area. Right. right? And we want to, we want to just wait until we've got things under control. Then we'll tell people and be like, Hey, look, yeah, I used to be struggling, but now I'm crushing it. Um, so it is, it is tough. And it was tough for me too. You know, I, I didn't go hire my first coach immediately. I tried to do it on my own for a while and, you know, let me just buy a course and figure it out and do it on my, by myself. Um, so honestly, I think for a lot of guys, they never get to the point where they're like, I need coaching. So they, they never get coaching. And I would say for a a lot of the guys that I coach, even they're not necessarily coming to me like, Oh, Ryan, you got to coach me. Like I I decided, like I found out I need a coach. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, it's more like they will come and do a, you know, a, a free vision strategy session with me or something like that. And by the end of that, after working through and asking them some really tough questions and figuring out where they're at and where they want to be, um, they're like, wow, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to get to where I want to be without a coach. Or maybe I will, but it's going to take me 10 years instead of working with a coach six months. And that's one of the things I love about coaching is you know, you don't necessarily need a coach, but if you want to maximize your potential and you want to do it a lot faster, then I believe you should have a coach. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So these men come and find you because maybe you've, you know, done a promo or something free where they've gotten a taste of you. And then they look inward and say, yep, yep, yep. I I need some assistance in this area. So, I mean, what what are you seeing as far as your results? Um, I know everyone's different, so I can't say, you know, what's the timing, but how are you seeing, are you seeing that the men are receptive to how you're coaching them and what they need to do to change? Do you find that it's a struggle for uh, most? What is the average of what you're seeing? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I think, It starts with building rapport because if you don't have a rapport as a coach, it's going to be really hard to be able to call someone out. They they might just get offended or be like, 
you know, screw you, Ryan. Right. So I think building rapport and one of the big ways that I do that is by telling my story, like I've already done here, you know, being open and honest and vulnerable and not pretending like, you know, I never struggled. I'm just every area of my life is perfect, you know, because that's just not the case. So I think that helps a lot. And then, you know, I would say when you have a high level of rapport, um, you can call people out and men actually, usually from my experience, they appreciate being called out in areas. So one of the things that I think I do well is ask really powerful questions and being bold and courageous about doing so not being worried about, oh man, is he not going to like me if I ask him this question? Because I'm focused on, you know, the bigger picture of, you know, I want this guy to maximize his potential. That's why he's coming to me. He's not coming, you know, he didn't hire me to be his friend, although, you know, we maybe are friends, but uh, so, yeah, I think focusing on those things and building the rapport and then asking powerful questions, I've seen great responses from guys and I think they like being challenged. Mm, that's, that's really uh really amazing. And, and I'm focusing on, I'm, I'm looking at how you're saying without sacrificing faith, family, fitness, <clears throat> what made you decide to use those pillars? Yeah. So I think to me, those are, those are the four major areas of, of life, at least for me, right. It's, you know, your health, it's your faith, um, obviously your business, and then uh, your family. And so what I've seen, and this is again, coming from my personal experience, when I was trying to build my business in the beginning, I was so out of balance and not that you need to, you know, oh, if I spend four hours in my business, I got to spend four hours with my wife. Mm-hmm. Not that, but I, w- I was just totally hundred percent focused on business at the expense of every other area of my life. And I think what I realized and what a lot of guys that I coach realize Um, which is really cool to see them have these aha moments is that when you get all the other areas of your life in sync and, you know, they're all running smoothly and they're not perfect, obviously, um, business is going to be a lot easier and a lot less stressful. And I think as men, especially, you know, we're, we just have the instinct to provide and we want to go out there and make money. And a lot of guys fall into the trap of like, I know I should spend more time with my wife, with my kids, whatever, but I'm doing this to make more money so we can get a bigger house and you know, it'll be great. My wife and kids will love that. But in reality, they want more of your time. They would rather have more of your time in a smaller house. I can promise you. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. So being able to coach guys and a lot of guys come to me wanting like their number one goal is let me grow my business, double my business, whatever, which is the same as with me when I went to a coach for the first time. So it's really cool to see them have the realization that, yeah, growing your business is great and we're going to do that, but we're also going to get every other area of your life um, in alignment and uh, you're going to be crushing it in all areas, not just in business at the expense of the others. Mm -hmm. And you know, and that's really good because like you said, most men think, okay, I'm just going to work hard, work hard, work hard, provide all these things, but then they're not there physically. They're not engaged. They're not mentally there. And some men get offended because, you know, that's their identity is their job and they're providing for their family. But like you said, sometimes they just want you to sit on the couch and watch Netflix with them. You know, they don't care about you buying the bigger house, 
So, you know, with that, you know, how do you, I mean, cause you're saying you're helping with business, but you're also doing personal work in there too, right? You're doing personal work and um, for them to realize that, you know, you got to help, you got to have the inner you basically whole before you can do all these things externally. So when the guys realize that, we realize that, okay, it's not about me working, getting that next level job or making that, you know, money to get the bigger house. When they realize that there are other components that make that up, what, you know, what are they saying? Are they like, oh my God, you know, I didn't know this or how many years have I spent doing this? What is, what is their response that you see on their face? Yeah, I think a lot of them, honestly, they're shocked and they're kind of like, wow, I can't believe I was living like this the last five years, 10 years, whatever. Or like, you know, let me go apologize to my wife or to my kids for not spending enough time with them or, or things like that. You know, Tony Robbins says something that I love. He says, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. And I think a lot of guys, they're, they're on that track. They're like, let me add another zero to my bank account. But at the end of the day, that's that's pretty empty, right? Life is about relationships. Not that you can't or shouldn't make more money. But um, so I, I love that because what I see in a lot of the guys that I coach is them succeeding and being fulfilled instead of one or the other. Oh, I love that. I love that. Now, you also are a host of a podcast, The Extraordinary Man Podcast. Talk about that. Yeah. So the Extraordinary Man podcast, um, you know, I, I love podcasting. I think I'm a hundred and I don't know, 15, 16 episodes in it. It'll be a lot more by the time this comes out, but uh, yeah, I, I love it. So I bring on other extraordinary men, not that they're perfect, but you know, they're extraordinary in one or more areas and, and interview them every Wednesday. And uh, I also do uh, on Mondays, I do a solo episode where I just will go on and talk about whatever. It could be a lesson that I've learned or um, a strategy or framework. Um, and on Fridays, I will do a recap of the interview I do on Wednesdays. Um, but I love it. You know, podcasting is amazing. If you're you know, interested in it, I would say uh, just make sure that you're fully committed before you start. Because I, I heard a stat that the average podcaster makes it to episode seven before they quit. And so I knew that going in and uh, I, I was fully committed because there's, I know there's a lot of ups and downs, especially if you're just looking at, oh man, only three people listen to this episode. Right. So not worrying about that. And just uh, for me, it's about getting my message out there. And, uh, you know, there's so many benefits obviously of interviewing people and you're building your network and meeting amazing people. And, you know, just like me being on this podcast now, you know, I have you in my network and, uh, you're amazing and you do an awesome job with the podcast. So yeah, I, I love podcast podcasting and that whole world. Wow. Thank you. Cause I feel the same way. You, I, I'm on, I think you are my 188th episode. Well, you will be. And yeah, you know, I, I, I really love it. I've been doing this three years now and, you know, it's just like you said, the networking and, you know, I know there's people out there that are like, oh, I get 10 million downloads an episode. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I don't get the 10 million an episode, but I've been meeting great people. I get to talk to them. We stay connected. 
Um, and, you know, people like you and other people who have heard my podcast, they're like, oh, wow, I love it. You're doing some great stuff. And that's all I care about. You know, I, that's what matters to me. Um, I'm not looking to break the charts of, you know, oh, you know, she's some, you know, million episodes, you know, in and have a million listeners. That's great. But that wasn't my objective going in. And like you said, it takes some commitment because it is it's a lot of work. And it's funny because when people like, oh, I want to do a podcast, you know, tell me how to do it. And the first thing I say is what you said. I'm like, it takes a lot of work. You know, you you think it's fun and you you see what I do and you're like, oh, that's great. But it's really, it's a job. It's really work. You know, you got to be all in because it's more than you just sitting down talking. And then when I tell people what I've gone through, they go, yeah, okay. I didn't know all that was involved. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, yeah. I didn't think you did. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not as, it's not as easy as it looks from the outside. That's for sure. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Okay. Ryan. So I don't know if I told you this, but I have 10 questions that I ask of every guest. <laughs> so you didn't tell me that, but I listened to a couple episodes before we did this interview. So I'm, I'm pretty aware of them. Okay. Excellent. See, that's what I like to hear. You know, even though I always see the shock on people's faces, but anyway, here we go. Who or what motivates you? I would say God and my wife. What demotivates you? Um, from coaching perspective, I would say probably working with people that only care about money. Mm -hmm. Mm, Good. When was a time that something was said or done to hurt you, but it worked out for your good? Um, I'm going to go all the way back to high school. So my junior year of high school, uh, I was running back on the football team, broke my collarbone and some people that were fairly close to me were like very much doubting if I would even come back and, and so on and so forth. So that really, really motivated me. And, uh, just to, to work my butt off the entire off season and went and had an amazing senior season of uh, high school football. Wow. What is your fear? Not maximizing my, my potential. Mm. Is there a time when you wish you had done something that you didn't? I would say, you know, I, I don't think I have any regrets, but one thing that I would say would be maybe jumping straight into entrepreneurship out of high school versus going to college. Mm, yeah, that's a good one. Is there a time that you wish you had not done something? Um, I would say, so going back to college. So, you know, when I was in college, I think I was uh, a little bit rebellious and uh, did just some stupid stuff that I I wish I hadn't, but it's all part of my story. So Mm -hmm. what is your definition of success? I love this question. So I think a lot of people set up rules that need to happen in order for them to feel successful. Like, you know, I got to be making $10 million a year. I got to have a Lamborghini or I got to be married to the perfect wife or I got to have perfect kids or whatever. And if everything is not perfect, you know, they haven't met ABCD rules, then they feel like a failure. Right. And so most people, they have a dirt road to success and they have a paved highway to failure. Mm. So 
success to me is not really necessarily about how much money you're making. It's not even about being happy all the time. So for me, success is about doing what God made you to do, right? And uh, it's also not a destination. I don't think it's it's an ongoing journey. So it, it's working to be extraordinary in uh, you know all four of the areas that we talked about before. You know, faith, family, business, health. And I mean, I think it's continuously making progress to be the man that God created me to be and to maximize my potential. Mm. I love that answer. How do you recharge? I recharge by going to church, by diving into God's word, um, getting outside, love just going on walks, being active, playing basketball, working out, um, traveling and spending intentional time with my wife. Mm. What are you awesome at? I would say without sounding like I'm bragging, I I would say I'm a great coach. Um, And I I think two things that I'm very good at that make me a great coach is that I'm a great listener and I'm great at asking people powerful questions. Mm. What legacy do you want to leave? I want to be an example of what's possible. Mm. Good. Ryan, tell the listeners how they can connect with you. You know, you're listening to your podcast if they need you for coaching and anything else that you have going on. Yeah. So the the best place for people to go would be uh, my website, which is www.coachryanhorn.com. Um, so there's links to my podcast that we talked about on there. Um, I have a free Facebook group called the Extraordinary Man Facebook group there. Um, and you can also uh, apply for a free coaching call. And uh, the first five men that go and fill out an application on my website. Actually, if you mentioned this podcast, Trina Talk podcast in uh, the application, I will make sure that you get a free coaching call with me. And if you're a woman and you're listening to this, like I said, my wife, Brittany coaches women. So uh, her website is BrittanyHorn.com. You can go check her out as well. So spell Brittany, is it two T's A-N-Y? Yes. Yep. Brittany. Okay. So she does coaching too. Okay. So women, so we got Brittany Horn for the women and we got Ryan Horn for the men. But Ryan, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for taking time out of your day to talk with me. I, I think you're doing some great things in the world and I wish you nothing but success and keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much for having me on. I love what you're doing as well. And it was an absolute pleasure to be on. I want to thank my guests for being on the show, and I want to thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show, and don't forget to tune in next week.